Let me ask you this. Probably one of the things that made you want to not do it once but twice. What's the best part about being a commander? Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome or welcome back to Simsation Nation. Today, we are talking about something that I love to talk about. I'm talking about leadership, but not just leadership, leadership lessons. And what better person to talk about the lessons of leadership than someone who has pretty much commanded twice at the squadron level? He's somebody that I call a great friend. I would hope that it is likewise and is also reciprocated, but I'm going to bring him on in just a second to introduce him. But each time I have a guest on, I try to just do something a little special for the guest. Uh, I taught ROTC at UNC Chapel Hill uh, for a few years, and I know that this individual right here is uh, representing the triangle. He loves his Tar Heels. In fact, you're going to see him in a second where, you know, he's got the Tar Heel on his hat, you know, all the other stuff. I want to represent the the run UNC today, you know, just to make sure that okay. I pay pay respect to the, to the young oh. man that I'm about to bring on. So with that, without further ado, let me introduce my special guest today, Lieutenant Colonel Ski Dobson. Sir, welcome to the show. Big shooter, what's happening? <laughs> it's good to see you. Know you. I love that tank top, man. You know I love that. <laughs> oh, you can have it. I'll let you borrow it. <laughs> you got too many muscles for me, man. I can't fit in that. I can't fit. <laughs> Listen, I, I know for a fact how busy you are uh, getting ready to wrap up your second command and all the other stuff. So I know time is of the essence today, which uh, is something that I'm sure we're going to probably touch on here in just a bit. I've got, sure. I've got one of your 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 idols sitting back here as one of the f the first books I have, uh, you know Dave Goggins, who's just a just the man, the myth. So you know yeah. I I can't get much closer to David Goggins than talking to you. So you know with that I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and dive right into it. So uh, obviously doing very well in the military. Um, tell me tell me why you joined. Why did you join the military in the first place? Oh wow, how much time do you have? Right. So oh man, I know. You indicated, you know, we're kind of short on time. We're not really because I'm on daddy duty. I got two little rug rats running around upstairs. So I got this is an escape for me. I'm in a random basement, Columbia, Maryland. <laughs> but yeah, I joined it because basically um, I've always been a team driven type of person. I grew up a point guard. Right. Uh, I was a coach's son. I like team atmospheres. Uh, I like a mission. I like directives. I like to get after things. I like to win. Um, and I've never really shot away from conflict. So um, at the end of the day, it's a long story. There was some, there was some college time. There was some failed out of college. There was some went back to college and got an ROTC scholarship. Um, but it was between that or Marine Corps or Raleigh Police Department um, doing something like that. And the Air Force presented itself or God presented the Air Force to me, I'll say, in a unique manner that allowed me to do all those things um, in a way I wanted to do it, which was my way. So mm, mm. not only did you decide to join the military, but you had the cognizance enough to know because not a lot of people don't. I will say I'm one of them. I didn't I didn't know the difference between being enlisted and being an officer, but you came straight in as an officer. And if I remember correctly, you did ROTC at uh, was it North Carolina Central? The magnificent North Carolina Central. There University. you go. There you go. So small. We had to go across town to Duke. Yep. Uh, right. <laughs> 
didn't, but uh, not prof to do for me, gave me the commission, but yes, North Carolina Central University. Okay. So, so, so how did you have the cognizance enough to, the cognizance to know, hey, I need to go do this ROTC program so that I could become an officer? You know, you decided to join the military. It wasn't like, I'm just going to join, but I want to join to be an officer. How did you know to do that? No, good copy. That's a great question, right? So I didn't commission um, until I was 28. I was not prior. I was at North Carolina State studying to be a computer engineer. Me and that didn't work out. Um, and again, I'm a coach's son, and he's always driven into me leadership. I've always been a point guard. Um, that coupled with the fact that my grandfather's retired command sergeant major in the Army. Mm. Um, in my case, me enlisting was never an issue. It was like, go lead something, be in charge of something, probably something STEM-related, right? Um, or go fly a helicopter and blow shit up, whatever it is, but go lead something. So um, my dad has only raised me to do like hardcore leadership. Mm -hmm. And that's just, to me, it never crossed my mind. And that's, it's just, it's just, it wasn't an option. That's not what my parents geared me towards, right? You're going to do this. You're going to be an officer. Go do it, boy. I'm like, okay, got it. Got it, dad. <laughs> it was not, you know, that's how it worked out for me. Nice, nice. All right. So, so next question is about being a commander, but uh, I have to make sure that I make it clear to everyone that's listening because not everyone that's listening uh, may have an understanding or a full understanding of what the military is about. So, first of all, from your perspective, what is a commander? A commander is a a, a leader in an organization, right? Um, if you've ever watched a movie like Centurion or The Eagle or Troy. There's some guy with the fuzzy thing on his hat and he's in charge, but he's also um, the first on the battlefield, the last out. He sets the tone. He uh, drives the organizational culture. He is the figurehead, the coach or the quarterback of that respective organization. Um, mm. He's accountable for all things. She, um, sorry, I got another call coming in. We're going to ignore that. Um, he's accountable for everything that happens in that organization. And he or she is the one who carries out the intent of the higher command echelons, right? That be a group a wing command, a NAS commander, um, ASCOM commander, president of the United States. He is the uh, the highest level of the tactical edge of leadership is how I would put it. Mm, mm, got it. You know, and obviously not everyone could just wake up and be like, I think I just want to be, I think I want to be a commander today. Right. You know what I mean? It takes some, some, some selection. It takes certain skills. What did it yeah. take for you to become not just one time, but two times, what did it take for you to become uh, selected as a commander? A combination of, of God wanting, you know, making sure I had the avenues to do it. A lot of good mentors and leadership. And then just like, I love smoke, man. Like if there's smoke, give me the ball when there's three seconds left, right? Mm. Um, throw it to me, right? Or send me to that nasty country, right? Or give me the tough problem. It's how I was raised by my dad. It's it's probably more conditioning as a youth than it is innate skill sets, right? Mm. Um, but Things translate later, um, but you got to have the want, desire to do it, and someone has to recognize the talent. Um, and I'll say it doesn't have to be the cookie cutter robot, what you think it is. I'm way outside the lines as far as your normal squadron command leadership personality, but it takes recognition, right? Um, and a lot of senior NCOs who do the right thing when you're young to make you look good, and then you listen to them, and they help you. And then um, it's a lot of mentorship and guidance, and like people just seeing talent and recognize it, but the, the will to want to deal with smoke because in command there will be smoke. Mm, so I like that. I like that. You, you got to go straight to the smoke. A lot of people run from the smoke, but you know, you got to run, you got to run to it. 
Yep, full court press all day, baby. That's good stuff. That's good stuff. So obviously, uh, being a commander takes a lot of work, a lot of hard work. You got to navigate it. You got to do it effectively. And as you kind of alluded to already, there's nothing better than being an authentic leader. And I like the fact that you're being an authentic leader because speaking of smoke, if you're faking, people can sniff that out from a mile oh, away. Yeah. You know. So let me ask you this. Probably one of the things that made you want to not do it once, but twice. What's the best part about being a commander? The immediate change you can affect on young people's lives. There's a certain amount of red tape bureaucracy and just BS that as a commander in your sphere of influence with the juice they give you on G-Series orders, you can truly, truly help people. You can literally stop someone from committing suicide. You can literally save a marriage. You can literally take an airman who's going to sign up for one tour and turn him into a chief, right? You can turn a lieutenant into a general, right? You can affect change in all these people with just the juice that you have innately from your little G-series orders down, right? Um, affecting change on people, right? Coaches' sons become coaches. Mm-hmm. What, do, what do coaches like to do? Mentor and lead young people, right? So it's the immediate the immediate effect you can have, you mm-hmm. know? Mm-hmm. Um, that's That's the... The part about it, I think I love the most. No, there's also the part, I mean, I have a lot of people who are just uh, not fit for military service. So there's the ugly side, you know, single-handedly cleaning up the Air Force over here. Shooter, telling you, mm, but uh, mm. joke, I joke, but there's that part too. But Yeah, I was going to ask you, I was going to ask you though, I was going to ask you though, uh, it's not all unicorns and rainbows. Like like what, what, what are some of the negative parts about the things you don't like very much about being a commander? You name it, I've seen it, right? So, uh, um... There's the unfortunate suicide things, right, that all commanders deal with. We've got that. But you've also got assault, rape, underage drinking, impersonating an officer. I mean, just you name it. Like, you name it, I've seen it in two commands. Um, but it's far outweighed by the good. But all that stuff, like, people take the oath and they're airmen, right? But um, sometimes you get these 19, 20-year-old kids who just can't let go of what they used to do wherever they came from, right? So, mm. or sometimes... Get a senior master sergeant who can't let you know it go, or a captain who can't let it go. So right, right. No, that's 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 good because again, and I'm about to just kind of dive into you know the difference between your first and second command. But you you bring up an interesting point, right? I imagine you know as a commander, you you are your authentic self as you've already mentioned. But then you've got a whole unit of people who are also their authentic selves who've come from various walks of life. Uh, not everyone uh, were was brought up the same way. So I would imagine that. That each situation has to be dealt with differently, maybe, or maybe not, you know, or is it, or it could be my standard is my standard. It doesn't matter. How do you approach that? No, you got to read the room. Um, know your audience. I, I know you're a Georgia Bulldogs fan, right? Yeah, all day, all day. Me too. So, uh, you know, I view things through the lens of a point guard or a quarterback, right? You got to read the coverage, right? So, um, 100% Dobson is fantastic for 85% of situations, but there are, there's a nuance to this. And there might be some environments that are less appreciative of what 100% Dobson is. And so you read the coverage, right? Like, ah, you know, I'm going to throw a slant this time. I'm mm-hmm. not going for the default. I know this person, judging from what I've seen before, will react this way and have to be a little more either accommodating or a little more direct or um, just back up and read the field. Um, but you cannot approach, I did not approach my command situations the same each time. It's a different talent level, right? Um, a different integrity level. Um, and just, you have to be able to adapt to that and, and read the field, right? Mm. For quarterback, like read the field, understand what's happening around you. So, 
Okay. Now, what what would you say is the biggest dichotomy or or maybe even similarities between your first command and your second command? So first one, really small, austere environment, Allison Air Force Base, um, 90 people, very, very junior officers, um, fighter wing, red flag base, high ops tempo, true blue Air Force, very rah, rah, rah Air Force, but very isolated. Um, I, I don't want to get too much into the dynamics of portions of that um, triad, but let's just say there was some people who weren't quite ready for prime time. Mm. In Where I'm at now, big, you know, big base, East Coast, um, on an army base conducting an intelligence mission with touch points with a lot of different um, three-letter organizations and special operations entities, but you've kind of got more of like a seasoned groomed all-star team like they're sending the people who are supposed to be here who know the things they've been bro checked and we read through all the things and now you've got some people you can truly you can go win a super bowl with this team right this team's put together it's a different um so not only the talent level but the mission um and, and what your directives are and then you know um does that, does that answer your question at it, all it does it does and you know with every job that i've ever had um i try to go in and leave out with two goals in mind. Number one, okay. leave the place better than I found it. And number cool. two, two, uh, leave better than what I was before I got there. And I know that with the two commands that you've commanded, you have gone into it for sure, making sure that you leave the place better than you found it. But the piece cool. I would like to hear from you on is how has being a commander helped you as a person? To me, I think I've developed a lot more nuance, polish, and then back to football, working through my progressions, reading the field. You know, I took command, my first command. I think I had been a major for like four months, literally, right? It was, hey, major, go do this, right? And very much run and shoot offense. Let's throw the ball. Let's get this done. Touchdown, touchdown, touchdowns. Come on, team, rah, rah, rah. Um, not understanding that some people just aren't built for that. And even though it's a fighter when we have to do this, some people are just here so they, just because they, they don't get fined, right? Um, <laughs> but I was, you know, I, my upbringing was AFSOC, tactical calm, rah, 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 let's go get it. Um, and I was trying to bring some of that to that environment because that was the ass with the ACE concept, right? We, hey, you know tactical, bring it here, Dobson. What are we waiting for? Wing commander, I got you. Let's do it. Um, the whole team wasn't ready for it, right? But I was like, we need to do this. Let's go do it. We're going to find a way to do it. It eventually happened, but it wasn't always pleasant. Now I've learned more about nuance and, you know, I learned this from my shirt, who's the best shirt you'll ever meet on planet Earth, Master Sergeant Damien Heyman, right? He, he's like, sir, sir, can it just be, you know, um, it be Damien and Ski for a second? I'm like, yeah, what, what you got, shirt? You got to start asking, you got to ask the why, right? Why is this person not going to go this direction? How do we get more buy-in? Um, how can we motivate them to do these things? So what I've learned from him and, you know, a lot of other people along the way is it's not just a run and shoot offense. It's not a touchdown every time. Read your coverage, get five yards here, get 10 yards there. Mm. Move slowly to get to the end goal, right? Um, I used to want the whole chunk, the first go. I think I've learned to be more polished, nuanced, calmer. Um, I take a lot more time before I make um, decisions. Now I am an off the charts, you know, A-type, um, whatever that, you know, that color scheme is, it says you're an extrovert. Yep, I'm like, yep. ding, ding, ding. I'm all over it, right? <laughs> Temper that, right, and understand it. Um, the people I need to get to my end goal, which is my boss's boss's end goal, 
I got to kind of pull them along or slow myself down to get more buy-in. And I think uh, I've started to ask why more. I'm older, you know, I joined late, so I'm 45. I got kids now. I'm a little more patient. You know, well, you know, I'm hypothetically like, before I'd be like, you robbed the liquor store. Well, send them to the bread. Well, now I'm like, why did you rob that liquor store? Oh, you know, you've got child support. You're still going to jail, but I want to understand the why, right? Mm, mm. Well, game, the game slows down as second year quarterbacks say, right? The game mm. slows down a little bit. Nice, nice. I like it. I like that. And and yeah. kind of in keeping with the football analogy, right? You know, people, you know, you always hear people say you work hard, play hard, and, you know, you practice like you play and, you know, all that other good stuff, whether it's on or off the football field. So, uh, um, again, uh, talking about you as a person right now, because there's going to be a lot of aspiring commanders or just leaders of organizations of any sort, whether it's military or not, that may or may not watch this and go, OK, that sounds like it's a lot of work. How am I going to make sure that I find balance to take care of myself? So what do you do to help balance between keeping an organization at, a, at being a well-oiled machine, but keeping yourself and your family being a well-oiled machine? How do you balance those things? That's what I've struggled with. And I've struggled with that. And I struggled with my first command more. And I've had moments of struggle here, but I'll tell you why. And every, all you future commanders, you're going to go to some commander's course somewhere and some general is going to get up and they're going to say, only do the things a commander can do. And you're going, I'm going to do that. I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to do it. But what you don't understand is because you're talented and you're used to fixing problems, you might have a tendency to get after everything. So mm. the first, first answer, the first part of my answer to your question is only do the things a commander can do. It sounds so simple. Do you need to be in there approving everything on leave with? Do you need or can your executive officer, your, your FSS commander do that, right? Um, do you need to review every 2096 three times? Or can you just trust that the shirt and the chief have hacked off and like they got it? Um, there's small things like that that are tangible. There's other things too, like um, taking care of myself. My wife told me straight up, like, I'm tired of Lieutenant Colonel Dobson. You know, I want I want to talk to Ski. <laughs> real quick, at five o'clock, you know, at five o'clock every day between these hours, between like five and, and 1900 or whatever, right? F Lieutenant Colonel Dobson, where is Ski, right? Can I have Ski? I was like, yes, ma'am. So <laughs> you have to actually like put that stuff on your calendar and like follow it up. To me, um, listening to what your spouse says and the hints that are thrown out there will give you good indicators when you're veering left or right. Um, and just recognizing yourself, hey, I'm going too hard. I need to stop. I need to pull back. I need to take a knee. For your team, this is what I've really, is really, really important. I learned this from day one. I haven't always executed the right way. I will make sure the team sees me leave at a certain time. Or I'll make sure the team knows, hey, I got to go coach a basketball game. Bye. And if you have a basketball game, you should too, right? Now, granted, I might come home later at like 12 o'clock at night and finish something because I forgot it. But the right. team, let you should... The team should see you being human, knowing that all these intrinsic things that humans are supposed to do, soccer, basketball, dance, gymnastics, whatever it is, they should see you go do it. Right? Nice. Nice. I like it. I like that. That's good advice. I mean, you just helped me a little bit, you know, because but look, uh, you're, an you're an exec, right? You're an exec and I'm an ex aide de camp. You know how it is. So look, and my general taught me this, like Charles, why are you still here? Just because I'm still here at 530 doesn't mean you need to be exec. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. You. People got to see the boss leave and you're like, oh, I can leave too, right? So, 
That's good. That's leading by example right there. You're setting the example. And so <laughs> great advice. Uh, I just learned a ton. We, we, we are talking about leadership lessons here. So the last and final question uh, regarding this subject that I have for you is what type of advice would you offer? Just general leadership lessons. If you just had a, a quick elevator ride up to the super high floor and you were stuck on the elevator with someone and they say, hey, what kind of leadership lessons can you provide me? What would you provide? I'll start with two things that are kind of my bread and butter. Like, so I tell all my young officers, and I learned this from uh, Major General um, Ed Wilson when I was at the camp. He's like, Charles, you know, I will literally get over anything but an integrity issue. Anything. But integrity issues are a no for me. And he wasn't talking about me. He was talking about the entire organization as I watched him maneuver and go through cycles and progressions on how he dealt with stuff, what I would see. And he was right. So I adapted that. So just never for any reason sacrifice your personal integrity for, for, for anything, um, don't matter what it is. Uh, disagreement with a coworker, disagreement with an airman, uh, disagreement with the legal office and how to handle the case. Um, do the right thing. Always tell the truth, right? Um, is the first thing I would say. Leadership lessons. Again, read your coverage, right? understand the room remember that like the squadron commander actually and this is true no shit the squadron commander works for everyone else i have 250 children i work for all of them well actually i just got somebody i think i have like 300 now right the squadron commander actually works for everybody else um and then i think the third thing i've learned and these are macro level things is just be unapologetically who you are like do not try to change your leadership style because you read a book do not try to change who you are because you went to ACSC or something and mm -hmm. you saw some thought was shiny. Whoever you were when you showed up, you need to be that person because if not, people are going to smell it. Nice. I'm way out and I've been somewhat successful, right? And I have not done what, you know, good morning. My name is Lieutenant Colonel Dobson and I'm here to, you know, they, I just, I'm not that dude. If I did that, people would smell it. So be unapologetically you, but just do it with integrity, right? Nice. Authentic leadership. You can't you can't beat that. You can't beat it. That's awesome. I appreciate you dropping those knowledge bombs. Uh, now, let me ask you this, because uh, you can only record so much in a podcast. Uh, if there was somebody out there watching or listening right now and they wanted to say, hey, I want to tap into that a little bit more. How, how can people contact you or reach out to you? Um, so I'm on I'm on the Mayfo page. Right. Um, I'm all about mentoring and stuff. The first thing I would say is I like, hit up, hit up Shooter Sims and, and plug me in. And then Shooter, as you know, if it if you vouch for them, they're in, right? So uh, talk to Shooter. I'd say that's the quickest way. Mm -hmm. um, on the Mayfo page, feel, feel free to reach out. But um, for those who aren't on those pages, I'd say just get with Shooter or email me directly. I mean, I'm in, I'm in the global, right? So. Nice, nice. Well, I appreciate it. Hey, before I let you go, I always hey. like to end on a super fun note. So I got 10 questions for you, super fast. What's your preference type questions? So first thing that comes to your mind and in terms of pizza for question number one, Fruit or no fruit? No fruit. Come on. <laughs> uh, this next question, number two, is a little rhetorical because uh, I already know the answer. North Carolina boy right here I'm talking to you right now. Basketball sure. greatness. Michael Jordan, LeBron James. <laughs> you already know. Man. You see, which one got a bald head, dog? <laughs> you already know. Come on, man. Oh, man. All right, number three. When it comes to books, audio or paperback? I'm an audio guy. I'm okay. an audio Okay. Um, I already know. I know this one too, I think. You know, I've seen the pictures. Jim, leg day or arm day? 
in my old age, it's full body day, but I would say arm day. I mean, I don't know. It's hard to tell. My my wife hates it when I get chicken legs, though. So. <laughs> I know exactly what those are because I have them. <laughs> number, number five, you know, libations. Would you prefer a nice glass of wine or a strong cocktail? Cocktail. Okay. Number six, communication. As a as a person with communications background, do you prefer like, hey, I'm I'm texting. What the heck? Why is this person calling me? Or, hey, I don't do text. Pick up the phone and give me a call. No, you gotta give me voice. You gotta catch me on voice on comms. Gotcha. Gotcha. Oh, oh man, yeah. <laughs> Number seven, travel. Would you rather have the peace and serenity of taking a nice long road trip, or do you just want to hop on a flight and get there? Conus or Oconus? Your preference. Both, man. It depends. So if I'm going to Wakanda, give me the flight. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm driving to Alaska like I did. I mean, I want to take the road trip, right? So. <laughs> Good answer. I like it. Uh, maybe the answer to this one, you know, as I'm looking at your swag there, maybe the answer to this one is neither. But question number eight, do you prefer a T-shirt or a polo shirt? T-shirt. T-shirt. Okay. Number nine, without saying yourself, hero, Superman or Iron Man? Repeat the question, please. <laughs> Would you prefer to choose Superman or Iron Man as your favorite hero? Iron Man. Okay, okay, Iron Man, it is. And Superman. then <laughs> was that? That could be a thing. You never know. <laughs> and last but not least, before I let you go, music. Do you prefer digital forms of music, or would you like the nice vinyl sound? I'm a vinyl dude. I'm a, I'm a, you know, I'm a hip hop head. I remember when that's what you had, right? <laughs> that's right. That's well, right. Before you go, I got a surprise for you. You like t-shirts, you said, right? I do. I do. Flag coming. Your, you see this? Oh, man. Yeah, we got this morale shirt coming at you, bro. Did you see oh, it? Oh, I'm honored. 707, baby. I appreciate that. I appreciate it. See, that's what I'm talking about. The the love is, I love it. I appreciate it. Listen, I want to say thank you personally for taking some time to share your knowledge. I know you're a busy man, but just taking some time to spend some, spit some wisdom on Simstation Nation. I know this is going to be a benefit to a lot of people for some time to come. So uh, personally, I want to say thank you. Salute. Thank you for having me. And um, Shooter, can I say this? Like, and I've said this before and you know this, um, you're one of the people I'm watching, man. Like you're already light years ahead of where I am or where I'm going to go. So I'm I'm enjoying watching the journey of the shooter, right? So I'm proud of you. I appreciate that. And that certainly uh, means a lot. And I'm very thankful for it. Ladies and gentlemen, sure. thank you. I hope that you benefit from this. And until next time, I'm out.